Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Limerick woman Vicky Phelan has been a supporter of the Dying with Dignity Bill. This was her speaking to Joe on Limerick Today some time ago. I suppose over the last two and a half years, Joe, you know, I've seen a lot of people um, die from cancer, various different types. Um, I visited lots of, lots of people in hospital and hospices and, you know, t- towards the end of their life. And, you know, there are times when palliative care, you know, can't always get on top of, you know, all of the pain and people do suffer and cervical cancer unfortunately is one of those cancers where it is very difficult because of where it's located and you know it's affecting all your organs and your bowels become impacted and it's and, and you know you end up with tumors in your spine and you know it just starts spreading everywhere and it's very hard sometimes to get on top of that pain so you know i have two young children joe and i don't want their last memories of me to be of me in pain or suffering uh, so you know this is something that you know i would not choose today obviously i have a great quality of life it's something that i would like to have available to me to give me peace of mind in my last you know week or two weeks of of life um where i could just decide well you know i've, I've had enough now i can't put up with this pain anymore let me go gently and that's that's what i'm pushing for well, that was Vicky Phelan speaking to Joe on Limerick Today. And we have heard that the Dying with Dignity Bill is not going to be able to proceed in its current form. It was originally introduced by the former government ministers, but it was never passed by the Oireachtas. And only recently the Oireachtas Justice Committee has come out to say that the bill is unfit for purpose and doesn't stack up. If passed, it would allow for the assistance in achieving a dignified and peaceful end of life to qualifying persons. So Fine Gael Councillor Sarah Kiley has spoken about this as well in the past and she's joining us this morning. Good morning to you, Sarah. Good morning, Gillian. Good morning to your listeners. Uh, and thanks for joining uh, us on this. Um, what do you know about this latest development? Why is it not able to proceed as it stands now? Okay, so on the 23rd of June, the OPLA met and the, that is the Office of Parliamentary Legal Advisors and um, this is the, the in-house legal team for the Houses of the Oireachtas. It's completely independent of government and provides specialist non-partisan legal advice to all the par- parliamentarians, its members and staff. Um, so this, this group basically advised the Justice Committee that this bill in its current form is um, not fit for purpose, really. So specifically what has happened is the language used in the bill, um, there is a couple of problems there with that. Um, it's very, look, to be honest, I'm very taken aback by the whole thing. If I'd like to see it passed, obviously. I've been an advocate and, like, the piece you just pay, played there, Vicky Phelan's piece, like, you'd want to be made of stone not to understand the complexities around it and how important choice is. But, look, it had broad support in the Justice Committee, um, the the flaws were around safeguarding. So the language and safe, safeguarding, the definitions or the wording of the bill, that's specifically where the OPLA had problems. They, you know, this is a private member's bill and it was brought by Gino Kenny. I've been in contact with Gino Kenny a lot over the last few months. I put in a submission myself and I was hoping to be called before the Justice Committee and my understanding was that that was going to happen in the autumn of this year. 
So to be honest, I was psyching myself up to put forward the best possible case I could to support people like Vicky Phelan and people who deserve choice um, when they're faced, let's be honest, with, with an unenviable uh, road and um, a lot of pain, to be honest. Yeah, because, Sarah, for for those who don't know, you have your own personal story attached to this. And, uh, you know, it's it's very recent. So I so appreciate you coming on and being brave enough um, to talk even about this issue itself. But witnessing some, somebody uh, dying and being in pain at the same time is something none of us want to have to go through. None of us want to die in pain. None of us want to have a lack of choice around that whole situation either. No. No, and it's very important, Gillian, um, that people who have a voice use a voice. So I'd like to commend Gino Kenny. I'd like to commend Vicky Phelan. And I feel it's my duty because, it, look, locally I'm an elected rep. And if I can use my voice to help people who don't have a voice, because a lot of the time people are very shy about, you know, putting forward um, their their feelings around this because it is a very difficult subject and like I suppose the the thing about this is I would urge people to talk about their end of life care and wishes before you have to. Um, For me like you said it's very personal Um, I lost my husband Damien two and a half years ago to cancer it was quite a short illness in the grand scheme of things he was diagnosed um, in January and died in October so from diagnosis to death it was uh, nine months perfectly healthy, um, active, working male, um, an amazing father and husband. And I think he was 45, is that right, Sarah? 45. He actually, I actually, I look back now and he was 45 in August and he died in October. So he didn't really get 45 years of life. He got 44 in a bit. Mm. So um, at the time, I remember as things weren't shaping up the way we thought they were shaping, going to shape up. Like, I never thought Damien was going to die until maybe three weeks before he died. And people still say to me now, could you not see it? And I couldn't, Gillian, until we were told that he was palliative. We couldn't see it. But we had a huge amount of discussion around, you know, what would happen at the end. And his primary concern in all of this was, for number one, for his children, Emily and Tiernan, um, that they wouldn't see him in an undignified way. It was very important who was there at the end. It was very important that he wasn't in pain. And that was the big fear, the big fear. And to be able to express that, he was a very brave man. He was a very considerate person to have the conversation with me about lots of things, to prepare me. And I can look back now and see how amazing he was to be able to talk about these things and impart knowledge about not being afraid of dying, but being afraid of dying in pain. And Sarah, did he get those wishes? Um, I wouldn't like to answer that. Okay. Uh, yeah, it might explain partly why you're so passionate about doing this for other people. And in a way, Damien's doing it for other people too, I think. He you is. Know? And look, no one... You die twice, Gillian, in your life. You die when you physically die. And you die when the last person says your name. So if this can be a legacy for Damien or for Vicky or for anyone else, Gino Kenny and anyone, look, it's not about politics. Gino is as far away from my party, Fianna Gael, as you can get. But we've made a connection because of our um, because of our sense on this. And I have to say as well, I'd like to 
really thank Senator Barry Ward, Fine Gael Senator in, in Dunleary, who helped me put together my submission. It took me about two weeks to write my submission. I'd write it, I'd go back to it, I'd be upset. It was dragging up feelings. It was, you know, mm. making me remember things. But I'm glad I did it because hopefully um, people who put in submissions on the Dying with Dignity Bill, hopefully they won't be just left on a shelf. I really hope that people will read these submissions and see how important it is to give people choice. We've come an awful long way in this country when it comes to choice in so many ways. And this, I believe, is the next step. So I'm urging the government to please, as a recommendation from the OPLA, set up a separate committee to deal with this. That would be the best possible outcome of this because there's a huge amount of work after being done. It's now with the minister um, on her desk. Um, I know Minister Helen McEntee's on maternity leave. So the recommendation can come from the current Minister for Justice, the Acting Minister for Justice, or it can come from Minister McEntee when she comes back. And I really, this is what I'd be advocating for. And I would urge anyone in who has any interest in any of this to please contact your local or national public rep and please ask for this to be considered. Please ask for this committee to be set up to examine the possibility, put in the safeguards, I understand what the OPLA have recommended to the Justice Committee. So it's it's not a lack of political will that has... No. It, it, this is more to do with the, you know, the fine print, the way it's yes. phrased. Everything can be fixed, really, if they, if they go back to the draw, drawing board or they, they rephrase what the problem is. It's not... Yeah. You don't, do you envisage any roadblocks when it comes to act, uh, final votes on this, though? Um, every, look, I, I have been advocating within my own party and within, you know, other parties as well, to be honest, because it's politics. At the and end you get of the support? Day. Yes, I contacted um, my own party colleagues from all over the country, the ones I may have known or just known kind of in passing. I contacted members of the Labour Party, members of the Green Party and members of Fianna Fáil, and I asked their, their members to to advocate for a free vote on this if it came before the doll. Yeah, and because it is it is controversial. Yes. You know, there will be people who say, no, this is a, a form of euthanasia that's yes. unacceptable. Well, I understand completely where they're coming from. But until you look into the eyes of someone in pain and someone like Vicky Phelan, who has done so much for this country, and they just want the choice. And the choice is yes or no. It's not you must do this. You must, it, you know, it, it works. It, it works well in many countries. And again, I understand the complexities and this is a moral issue and that's why I was talking to colleagues in, in my own party and outside of my own party. We shouldn't shy away from this, especially people in government. The people in power are put there to make decisions. Let's make a decision. Let's have the debate. Let's hear first accounts of people who are on both sides of the argument and have a respectful debate. I've debated um, on a podcast, um, an Oireachtas podcast about this, um, with um, another senator who's opposed to this. And we had a very meaningful exchange. We respected each other's views, and that's what it's about. But if we can put the safeguards in and change the wording and maybe make the definitions a little bit clearer, I'd I'd like to see the government um, really step up to the plate now and okay. have this de- dedicated committee. Look, okay. they're the change makers. And I just appeal to everyone, 
just examine your own feelings around this and have these conversations before you have to have the conversations. It's so exactly. important that end-of-life yeah. care is appropriate and no one should be in pain. Well, it's a, an issue and a story that we've been following very closely here on Limerick Today and we will continue to do so. But for this morning, Councillor Sarah Kiley, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us on the programme. Thanks, Julian. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.